<laughs> the look on your face is like, no, Larry, you've got this all wrong. <laughs> Be hopeful, and that's that's a different thing. You gotta do something to liven it up. I, I did something right as a parent. <laughs> it's a new feeling, and I don't know if it's good or not. Of course, that could be the coffee. Hello, and welcome to another potentially useful episode of the TCAPS Loop podcast. My name is Larry Burden, and being so engaged in the shiny silver lining, she's pleasantly unaware of the ominous cloud it was attached to. It's deep row. Is that a thing now, D-Bro? I didn't even know that's a thing. All right, it's Danielle Brostrom joining me on the pod today. D-Bro, we're going to use that. All right, before we experience the ups and downs of this week's podcast, let's find our balance with the TCAPS loop moment of zen. A well-developed sense of humor is the pole that adds balance to your steps as you walk the tightrope of life. William Arthur Ward. You know, we were just discussing this uh, going into the pod. I typically don't really have a great idea of what we're going to do, so I rely on our on the guests to come up with something. And of course, Danielle always has something interesting. And I was a little surprised at the topic. Uh, go ahead. What are we talking we're, about? We're going to talk about Seesaw today. Seesaw is a part of our TCAP system now. Seesaw has been used for years by teachers in the district. You mentioned this. They do have a very robust free version that teachers can do a lot of cool things, but there are definitely some pieces that are missing. This school year, TCAPS purchased Seesaw for our K2 teachers to use in the classroom. And um, it is an acceptable learning platform. And we have the Seesaw for School subscription, which means we get some of those additional features that just make everything easier and cleaner. It's beautiful. And I want to share um, some Seesaw awesomeness today. Let's start with this. Is Seesaw an LMS? We hear the term LMS all over the place. Is Seesaw an LMS? And if it is, what are the differences between Brightspace and Seesaw? That's a great question, Larry. Seesaw isn't exactly an LMS. It is, it's a learning platform, but we use it in connection with Brightspace. The teachers have their Seesaw linked into their Brightspace course. So we're still on that similar K-12 platform. What's really nice about Seesaw is that it offers some very, very specific tools that are perfect for that K-2 age group. I mean, when you think about kindergartners, They are, I just, you know, say kindergartners in particular, but any of our littles, typically they're still learning how to read. They might not recognize their name even. So giving them a super robust platform that we use all the way up to secondary might not be the best for them. So adding in this additional piece of Seesaw has really allowed our K2 students to show what they know in a way that makes sense to them. So what is great about Seesaw and why the kids like it is that they can show their learning through, um, they can take a picture, they can do a video, they can record themselves, they can draw right on top of the screen. Now, all of that is available within a lot of different internet tools, but to have it kind of all under this house of Seesaw 
it is, is awesome for those littles because half the time they accidentally touch something and then their screen goes blank and then they don't know where they are. And it's there's just a lot going on when you watch a little try to navigate a device. So having it neat and clean and all in the house of Seesaw has been really powerful for those little learners. Noller and I, in last week's podcast, discussed routines. You know, and this is definitely more at a secondary level. I think the same is even more important for, you know, our littles. And Seesaw creates routine-specific, if, if I'm hearing this right, routine-specific for that age group. Yeah, 100%. The littles, they log into their um, TCAPS cloud. They go into Brightspace. They click on Seesaw. And then they really have two things that they can go to. They can go to the green plus and post something of their own. So maybe they've done something really cool in the classroom that they want to share with the teacher, or they can go to the activity section. And then there it's very clear the different activities that they need to do that their teacher has assigned to them. And typically there's something like read a book, sit down, record yourself reading, or Take a video of what you are making on your math board and then explain it to me and draw. Like it is so engaging and is um, you're really able to capture the learning of those littles. And I think it's it's just incredible. The teacher can add in voice directions so the kids can listen to what they're supposed to do instead of just reading it on a page. It really brings something accessible down to those kids. And it really does connect well with Brightspace. I've been really pleased with how that's all been working. What came to mind to me was we're teaching these students at such, or these kids at such a young age that the device, and we talk about this a lot, this, the device is a tool. And as, as olders, I think we've struggled with that transition to have our students look at a, a, their Chromebook as a piece of paper and a pencil, as simple as that. And to have Seesaw build an interface that makes it that simple for them to look at it as a tool is great. We talk a lot about the ISTE standards and you think about how do I amplify the voices of those littles and how do I give them choice in in showing what they know and all of the ISTE standards are embedded within the work that they do in Seesaw and it's so at their level. I cannot stress that enough developmentally appropriate without having to shoot. Yeah, yeah. without having to shoehorn. You know, I think that's maybe the, one of the things with Brightspace is could teachers create lessons that were developmentally appropriate uh, for their students in Brightspace? The answer is yes. Would it, been, would it be labor-intensive? Yes. Yes, where Seesaw already has that set up for them. Yeah, one of the things that our teachers have been using a lot, there is a very robust activity library. So anything that's created by a teacher, they can just put it in there and they're all hands-on and move things around and write this letter and circle the sound. And it's um, insanely robust, just the amount of activities that are available. And it's easy for teachers to assign those. So I notice a lot of teachers, they start there. And they take some things that are already created. And then it's really easy. It's all open source. So it's easy to just click and make this one change. And then you start making a couple changes. And then you realize, oh, wait, I can develop these. They're, they're not hard to create. And then you start creating your own and sharing them. So the learning curve for the teacher is really awesome. So what are the, some of the things that our, our teachers are doing? One of the, you had brought up that there's some amazing things that are happening with the platform. For sure. So something else I do want to mention too, Larry, you talk about making the teacher's job easier. 
they just released a section called Seesaw Lessons. And as a teacher, what's taking a lot of time right now? You're thinking about how you're going to make plans if you get sick, how you're supporting your students that are in quarantine, how you're going to switch at a moment's notice if we move to remote learning. Like all those things are still in the back of your mind. So what Seesaw has done is they've, they've created these lesson packs and there are, there's like a pack for SEL, there's like a pack for science, there's a pack for learning letters, there's a pack for learning numbers. And they're all like longer lessons that are in English and Spanish and kids can work themselves through. And like, as a teacher, you're like, wait, what? Somebody just did my, my first day's plans for me. So if I get sick, I have that. Like that piece of giving you then the brain space to do something else has been really nice. As an admin, what I can see on the Seesaw admin dashboard is pretty cool. I can see like little snippets of everybody's classes and kind of what they're working on. Um, I can see family engagement, which we haven't even talked about yet. But just looking at some of the cool things that they're doing, like, yeah, I've got, I've got kids reading. I've got kids circling words, writing the word in rainbow. I can see what is this kid doing? Uh, looks like he's grouping different items in the classroom together. And then I see that the mom has made a comment on here that says, look at my guy. I'm so impressed. Like I have goosebumps when I see how we're able to use this in the classroom. So talk about that family engagement or the parent engagement. I think in the past when, even when my own kids were little, you had to go in the classroom sometimes, often, like you could, you could volunteer, you could help out, you could see kind of what was going on. And COVID is, is, has changed that, you know, we can't get into the classroom as parents as much anymore. So what Seesaw does is you can connect your families in, and then your families have the app on their phone. So when my kid does something in class and either she puts it on Seesaw or her teacher takes a video or a picture and tags my kid, I can see on my app what my kid has done. I can watch the video of her reading. I can see the letters that she's drawn. And then I can comment back as a parent. I can put a little heart on it, like I might do on Facebook. I can leave a little comment. I can leave a voice comment. And then it goes to my kid and they can see it on their screen. It goes, my teacher can see that I've seen it and commented on it. Like just to be able to have that connection and feel like I know what's going on in the classroom. I can't see any other kids. I can only see my child and the amazing things that they're creating. Like, I mean, it's a little bit of PR for the teacher too. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, you should see how great Mrs. So-and-so is because they're doing all these great things in the classroom. Are other teachers doing that? Of course they are. But sharing it with the families in that way, it's invaluable. You can get the parent on the same page that you're on as a classroom teacher and help them be a partner in the, the student's learning. For I think sure. that's, that's really important. Because you know, sure. the parents are busy. Parents are busy and they're running around trying to you know, make ends meet. And the more we can help them become a part of the team or make sure that they know that we are on their team as well. It reduces the anxiety level in the parent, which it reduces the anxiety level in the student, which will reduce the anxiety level of the teacher. And then learning can happen. And then learning can happen. 
And I'm not going to lie, Larry. I mean, I don't always get to read the big flowery paragraph newsletters that the teacher sends home to find out what they're learning because I'm busy. But whenever I get the alert that my kid has done something on Seesaw, I go there immediately. Like, oh my gosh, I want to see their cuteness. And then I can see what they're learning. Cuteness. It all cuteness. comes back to cuteness. What are, so what are some of the other things that the teachers are doing? I mean, it seems like there are some sp- sp- eh, specific, I got this. Again, too much caffeine. <laughs> too much caffeine this morning. <laughs> I like it. What are some of the, the other specific tools that they've been using? Our Silver Lake teachers have been rocking it. I'm looking right now. There's this, I have opinions. So there are three different topics and they got to erase one and pick a topic. And this topic is what part of the playground is the most fun? And then there are drawings and there's a little image of the kid recording themselves, sharing what they think about the topic. Like what a great way to get kids thinking about, about opinions or there's, I know that there's an SEL one that another teacher was showing me and it was all about like, I can calm myself down. And the entire thing was the kids showing themselves what they look like and what it sounds like and what they can think about. And and then there's some even some sophisticated math things on here where kids are writing and grouping different um, coins together and adding them up. It's just incredible. I mean, could you use 27 different platforms and have kids do something like this? Yeah, but Seesaw has packaged it together so nicely that kids aren't going to fail when they get on here, which is beautiful for the littles. When you're on Seesaw for a lower elementary educator, it's almost like block coding. Because the lessons are already there, you can actually look at your day and go, I'm pulling from here, I'm pulling from here, I'm pulling from here, and actually putting the day together with with blocks of lessons instead of going, okay, I have to make this and I have to make that or I have to go to the copier and I found this thing and I've got to make a bunch of copies and all this. You're just taking pieces and putting it together to make your day as opposed to making each individual thing. And you can create your own and you can bring in journeys and you can bring in math expressions and all the things that we use, you can bring them into this platform. And, and, and again, if, something happens and we end up virtual, you're no longer looking at this, which is the kid, you know, holding their work on the camera and the teacher's trying to grade it from far away. Like, no, they just take a picture of it and tell them what they did and zip it into Seesaw because it's already a part of their routine. And we go back to routines. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You had in the show notes, I noticed that you had... uh, I sent uh, them to you already, Larry. I know. And you've already tied in the ISTE standards and I wanted to know... If you had something else to add regarding those, I know that has was a goal of yours to include them in more of the episodes because they're the ISTE standards. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm clearing, <laughs> I'm clearing the stage here. It's it's all it's all yours. What would you like to discuss as far as the ISTE standards? Looking at those ISTE standards and your, like for example, the empowered learner leveraging technology to take an active role in choosing, achieving, and demonstrating competency in their learning goals. Like every single time kids get on Seesaw, knowledge constructor, they're using digital tools to construct knowledge, produce creative artifacts, and make meaningful learning experiences. That is right there on Seesaw. I keep reading these and like you look at that creative communicator one, express themselves creatively, through a variety of purposes, formats, digital media appropriate to their goals. And you're thinking, how am I going to do this with six-year-olds that are 
maybe can't recognize their name yet, you know, and I've got to get them on this computer because it's important for them to understand that a computer is a tool. You do it through Seesaw and it's totally developmentally appropriate. It makes sense. Getting things that are developmentally appropriate digitally for our littles has been, I think, a bit of a, a, a struggle because of the complexity. And to see that there's a tool out there now that is targeted toward that age group is a is a bit of a game changer for sure. And, and to hear that it's um, it's hitting those ISTE standards is great. And it, it's interesting. I was um, re- recently working on a project in relation to our um, district strategic plan. And one of the things they're talking about is the profile of a graduate. What are the things that we're looking at to target our graduates to be? And I couldn't help but look at the ISTE standards and go, those? Yeah, right there. Exactly. And to hear that there's a, a tool that our littles are using that hit those marks, we're there early and we're For on sure. the right track. And, you know, Larry, a companion book that I've been reading that I want to mention, it is called Building Blocks for Tiny Techies, and it's by Leonard. It's a teacher's guide to digital learning in primary classrooms, and it's all about how to do tech and how to leverage the tech that we have in our rooms without being overwhelmed by the sheer number of what's out there. There's a whole chapter on Seesaw, but there's also some other great ideas and other great suggestions to encourage independence with your littles. Um, I've been really, really impressed with this book so far. I think it's a great choice, a great pickup for um, a lower L teacher who's looking to get the kids into it. Awesome. We will leave that uh, link in the show notes. For sure. Anything else on the topic today? Nothing else on the topic. Kids are getting in. Teachers are getting in. Families. I mean, Silver Lake in the last seven days has had 183 visits by family members into their pages. Blair has had 116 visits by family members. That's some great engagement, man. Get everybody on board. It takes a village. It takes a village. All right. Hey, I think it's time for that tech tool of the week. Tech Tool of the Week. I want to talk about some awesome upcoming professional development for educators. The first one I want to mention, the Mets Group Winter Rally, is the week of February 21st. They are doing it virtual this year, but they're offering um, the sessions. They're going to premiere them on their YouTube channel, and you can just watch them as you have time. I think they're like three to five minutes long. Things like Wakelet, um, Reimagining Professional Learning, Kahoot, Game-Based Learning, Flipgrid, Canva, making mini movies in minutes, all kinds of cool things coming from the Mets group. So check out their YouTube channel starting the week of February 21st. Um, Second, Remsey has some great courses coming up. A lot of them are virtual and a lot of them offer free sketches too. So remsey.org slash professional learning to check out some of those. And then third, um, obviously the McCall conference is coming up here in March, March 16th through the 19th in person in Grand Rapids. Um, Some of the workshops in particular, I thought looked really, really good. One particular on um, using tech with littles, I thought looked awesome. Some stuff on esports. I mean, my techs, innovation and artificial intelligence. I mean, you know, McCall is always right at the cusp of what's awesome in ed tech. So 
between those three options, there's a ton of great PD coming up for teachers. How awesome that there's an in-person conference. I know, right? Amazing, amazing. It's great to see educators get together and you can see those little light bulbs going off all over the place and the inspiration happening. So I think that's great for our teachers to be able to to meet and greet and, and talk about their practice. Good stuff. Also, I want to bring up, you know, even with the virtual conferences, it's easy to go, okay, I don't need to be there. I don't need to schedule the time. I'll I'll get to them when I can get to them. But there is something to be said, and I did this recently with a virtual conference. Block off the time. Treat it like a conference. Otherwise, I think sometimes it can just come and go and, you know, I'll watch a video here and a video there, but you really don't engage. You never get to that mindset. I would also um, advocate for finding a buddy. Find Mm. a friend who you can, you know, say, hey, sometime over this weekend or sometime over this week, I'm going to watch this, these three, you watch these three, let's get together and talk about it while we're going for a walk outside or something more. You can debrief with educators about that shared experience. For sure. Great idea. In closing, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPS Loop. At Brostrom DA. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, TuneIn, Pocket Casts, Downcast, Overcast, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Thanks for listening and inspiring. What, what? Larry. I love Seesaw.